And I think it's his general will that all should be healed, unless there's a good reason why not. And we will look at that. That's what the sheets are about for the small groups, because there can sometimes be reasons why not. Um, but the important thing is we go back to God and say, why not? We don't just leave it there or come up with some bad theology that God doesn't want to heal. So why? Why does God want to do this? And why does he want to do it for us? Right at the beginning in Genesis, God creates the earth and he puts mankind in there and says, rule over it. And it was meant to be that we ruled over the earth with, with God alongside us, like co-heirs, co-rulers, with his authority, but we were doing it. And you see God walking with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, and talking, guess what's gone on through the day. But then man fell for the trap of thinking that he could actually get some knowledge and learn to do it all by himself. And that's where we get the fall. That's where we get um, the authority that was given to man being passed over to the devil. So Jesus then comes along, and on the cross, he wins back that. And it says that the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the, the devil's work. So Jesus wins the authority back on the cross, but it's quite clear that God's reign isn't fully here, or the world wouldn't be like this. And the reason is that God is not in control of the world. Now, I know that sounds a bit odd, but if you look in 1 John 5, it says, we know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. But we also know that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, because it tells us that in the Psalms. That everything belongs to God, but at the moment, the thief and the destroyer is here, sort of taken it, and is in control of it. So Jesus on the cross was given all authority. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So now I'm just going to wipe out the enemy and put everything right, just there and then. No, he doesn't say that. He says, therefore go and make disciples, baptize them, teach them to obey everything I've taught you, and I'm with you. So what Jesus is doing, he's getting it right back to Genesis. He wants us to rule with him. He's, he's won the authority back, but he's not exercising it on his own. He wants to share that with us, and he wants the world to change through us. That's why he's given us the authority, and we have to now take that authority and continue the work with his power to undo the work of the enemy, to destroy what the enemy has done and set up. And it's really important we do this, because for a very long time, I felt, for most of my life, I felt like I've got half a gospel. Because I've got the words, I've got the arguments, I've got the reason. I can come at the modernist culture and say, here's a load of reasons. In this postmodernist culture, and just in general, to be honest, there should, they, people need to see as well, need to see encounters, need to see power. And Paul didn't consider that he had proclaimed the gospel unless there was words and power. So he spoke to the Gentiles through what he'd said and done by the power of signs and wonders, through the power of the Spirit of God. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. I don't think he'd have considered it was fully proclaimed if he hadn't done the things that Jesus said as well. So I think we need to repent, rethink is what that means, change your minds, and just get it into our heads that God is healing, does want to heal, and everything else is the learning curve to get to, the, to what, what it talks about uh, in the Bible. So has... Anybody here ever prayed for somebody face-to-face -face for them to be healed, regardless of whether they were healed or not? Has anybody actually prayed? 
for someone. Brilliant, good. So that is the first and most important thing. Availability and willingness to pray. And the outcomes are up to God. So what we're doing today is being obedient to what he's told us. The outcome is in God's hands. We can't control it. But we can go back and say, oh, what happened there? Or, thank you, Jesus. Or, why did that not happen? Did, has, has anybody ever been healed or seen somebody healed that they prayed for? A few? Yeah, quite a few. Good. And I know there's more that aren't here today that that's the case for as well. And how many of you then told somebody what Jesus had done? Good. That's mo- yeah, pretty much all I think. Good. And that, again, is another really important thing, and that's why we keep giving stories of what Jesus is doing. Because as we testify to what Jesus is doing... It raises faith in everybody else. And also what we have seen, either in ourselves or in praying for somebody else, we kind of have more faith for that the next time. And it seems to be some people just have really strong faith for very particular things, um, maybe not so much for others. Put, I'm not going to get you to do anything more than this, but put your hand up if you are, at the moment, experiencing any sickness or pain or anything that you'd like God to heal today. I know I'm not perfect. I've got things that are wrong, so I'm going to put my hand up. Yeah, so a number of people. So again, well done. That's a step, that is a step of faith to admit that you've got something that you want God to heal. And you know, we just build on these, these steps. So that's good. And as you know, in the last year, we've seen a lot of things happen. Um, things, physical things, like knees, whiplash and Jason. Um, somebody had an ulcer that meant they could hardly talk and then instantly healed. Jean had her arteries were blocked and were healed. Um, and sort of anxiety and all sorts of other things. But we've also things, seen things that have been temporary. And sometimes nothing has happened, but we're keeping pressing in to that. And just on Monday at the Bible Film Group, we prayed for uh, a couple of people, and we saw them instantly healed. We, we prayed for three people. Two, two were healed, one wasn't. Uh, the third one was me. <laughs> so, but I'm really glad that it was me. I'm quite happy. And, and another important thing is that when... when We're all one body, and when one part is suffering, we all suffer, it says. So equally, when one part is celebrating, we can all celebrate. So it's really important that even if you're not healed, that you celebrate that other people are, because it's the body's being built up. And if you can't do that, you need to sort of go back and, you know, examine why that is. Um, Can I get the worship group to come back up? Um, So as we worship now, we need to remember that the chief end of man is to worship God and to enjoy him forever. That's our job. We're not here today actually for healing, even though we're looking at that subject. We're here for God, and it's him that we hunger for, and it's his presence that we want. Um, These things are signs that point us to God, and of course all healing is temporary. Um, God has higher things in mind as well, permanent, eternal things. So they point us to Jesus, so let's worship God, because he is healing, but let's also be expectant that in his presence um, comes healing. We must want God more than we want his healing. Just say what you feel God was saying. Um, the, it's not just all about physical healing. You know, God wants to heal us from loads of hurts of the past, things that we might have carried for years and years and years that torment us. And, but I believe the picture, the Lord gave me a picture of a rainbow as we came in. And I think particularly there's at least two ladies and one man here that think their lives are grey, mundane, 
not worth a lot. But God would say to you, that's not true. When you walk out of your house, when you walk down the road, I am with you. And because I am with you, you have the colour of the rainbows. You just are protruding, showing the colour of Jesus just because you know me and you love me. And if you think that's you and you're feeling pretty grey or mundane, that you're not worthy, you are worthy. Yeah, great. Thanks, Greg. Uh, if that is you, then I bless you in the name of Jesus that he would show you your true colours and that you would shine out the way he intended and that you would receive that word from Jesus. That is his word to you. That's how he sees you. Jesus' name. Right. It's always great to see something rather than just be told about it. So can you make sure you can see the whole screen because we're going to watch some clips of showing what it's like to be praying for healing for people. This first one is a guy called Robbie Dawkins, who's quite well known. Uh, he's in Greece, and it's a little bit awkward because the lady he's trying to pray for doesn't speak English, she's Greek. So <laughs> anyway, um, can we watch uh, that first clip, the Robbie Dawkins clip? Yeah, it's obviously Pretty tricky situation, <laughs> not being able to speak the language. But did you notice the way he was praying? His eyes were open as he prays for me. He's looking at what's going on, paying attention. He's, and he's persisted despite the difficulties. He keeps going because he knows that God wants to heal. He doesn't just pray once. Um, he's also commanding the body. He's not asking God. And he's not commanding God, which is an important thing. <laughs> he's, uh, he's commanding the body because he's got authority from Jesus. And he's getting the person to check because he's expecting change. And when they check, or when they give more information, like about the fingers, you know, found out what, was actual, what the actual problem was, he then prays again specifically for that. So there's this sort of back and forth that's going on. Because often we'll just, we'll just pray and go home. But we've got to ask what's happening. We've got to expect and, and keep going back there. So keep interviewing and keep praying as new information comes to light. And it opened up an opportunity for them to talk about Jesus, of course, which is the sign points to Jesus. Um, this next one is a guy called Todd White, he's, um, the dreadlock guy, and um, this is in Israel. He's praying for a man who's been deaf in one ear since 1992. The prayer is very quick, because I think it's probably been shortened, but just watch how the guy reacts when he realizes what's happened. But did you just notice how much he loves the person he's praying for? It only takes a little bit of faith, but a lot of love is important. And he gets him to testify straight away to somebody else what Jesus did, as we said. And he tells him to go and get himself checked by a doctor. But he just, you know, when you, when you get involved in this stuff, there's great highs like that, and there's great lows when there's disappointment when something doesn't happen. But we just have to keep going. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's, uh, it's a bit of a roller coaster. But uh, this next one um, is in India. It's a guy called Mark Marks, and he's the guy that founded Healing on the Streets. Um, and, yeah, the expression on the guy's face, again, is a, is a classic. <laughs> But you can just you can see what's happening. You can see it's real, can't you? And that Hindu man has experienced Jesus and what he can do. And if if you just felt faith rising watching any of those, just 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 go with that and say thank you, Lord. Do what you want to do in me. I'm thinking time's getting on. We've got whole films of things like this that can be really encouraging. We can show these at another time. So I think I'm going to scrap the rest of those those videos and just get on with the the practical because you've seen something of what it's like. And we've seen the same things happen as we pray for people at the open door and things. So, so everyone will get the chance to pray or be prayed for if they want to. Um, but what I'm going to do is just 
start, hopefully, by getting some people to come, just one or two, just to get started, and then we'll let everybody do it. It's about risk. The only ability you need is availability. So, and all we're asked to do is just do what Jesus commanded us to do, and the outcome's up to him, apart from that the person that we pray for is, feels loved. That's the only responsibility we've got, that they go away feeling loved. The rest is, is up to God and what, what happens. I've asked, I asked a few people if they would listen to God to see if he had any particular words of knowledge for um, particular things he wanted to do. So could those people come up now? Whether or not you've got anything, can you come up anyway? Is there anybody else? And did anybody else of the people that were here this morning early, anybody else got anything? Anybody else want to come up? Okay. So, did you? I, I just want, the reason I said come up anyway is because it's another step of obedience because I asked them if they would do it and they did. So they've asked God and we need to honour just being obedient regardless of outcome. And it's important we have that culture that it's okay to risk because if you're stepping outside things you can't do. None of us can do any of this. It's impossible without Jesus. This environment is a little bit forced because we're obviously trying to demonstrate something. But what would be great was is if just as normal part of our fellowship together, if somebody is feeling anything wrong or if you're listening and hearing God saying he wants to do something, just to offer to pray and pray like this and it just becomes a normal family experience. And that's what it was like on Monday in our little Bible group. It was just not natural. We found out something about somebody. said, so, oh, we should pray about that. And we prayed about it. And God healed it. And she went, I can't believe I'm walking properly. I'm, I'm walking right on my feet. I, I, and she's been to the doctors this week and they've said it's all fine. So this should be a normal part of our lives. It's a little bit unnatural the way we're doing it here. But let's, let's step out. So if anybody would like to be prayed for, could you stand up now? I'm not going to get you to come out the front or anything, but would you just stand up if you'd like to be prayed for? And I'm going to ask other people who would like to pray to just come and pray for you. Um, we'll officially end the meeting, but we can just carry on praying as we want. So if you want prayer, could you stand up? Or if you can't stand up, put your hand up. Okay, well done. Brave people. Yeah, so could some people please go and pray for those people? And when somebody's with you, you can either sit down or go somewhere safe. Um, so, but make sure that everybody gets prayed for.